It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But both this week being mandatory minicamp, talking to you guys five days a week like I typically do. And we'll be back on the five-day-a-week schedule once we get down to training camp at the end of July. Day two, a mandatory minicamp going on today in Charlotte. Day three and the final day tomorrow on Thursday. Then the Carolina Panthers have a five-week hiatus, and I believe – through those five weeks, at least four of those five weeks, we will be on our Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule, which makes it important for you to subscribe to the show on YouTube if you watch every episode. If you listen to the podcast on the podcasting platforms, then make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, Podbean, and all the other ones out there. Please go ahead and do that so you don't miss a single episode throughout the summer months. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council because every single Friday, despite Our schedule only being three times a week. I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions to participate either at me at Julian Council or really just DM me at Julian Council over on Twitter. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. Use code LOCKEDON at checkout. Not a ton honestly going on in Charlotte with the Carolina Panthers like yeah we got mandatory minicamp going on here it's the last portion of the offseason before they go into five-week hiatus like I just mentioned and they have their break and really it shouldn't be much of a break for a lot of guys Sam Darnold was talking to the media today we'll get into more what he had to say here in just a moment about how he's hoping to I put together the workouts that they did last season, whether that's here in Charlotte, whether it's down in Miami or somewhere else, they're likely all going to be together at some point in time. And it's hard to really take a true vacation, especially if you're on the offense, because they have a brand new system here at Ben McAdoo as a new OC here in Carolina. And some guys like Robbie Anderson are a little bit behind having not been here. And there's a lot of guys who are trying to stay focused and learn the offense as that has really been the focus throughout the last couple of weeks, whether it was phase one, two, and three of OTAs, and then now today and yesterday and even tomorrow for mandatory minicamp here in Charlotte. And you also have to look at There's a lot of players who aren't actually practicing. Now, Shaq Thompson came out on Tuesday and said, well, we didn't have an off day. We were still there, and we're also coaching our position, which is a different approach for the Carolina Panthers, trying to have the veteran guys like Shaq Thompson sit there and coach the linebackers. And I'm sure the same is happening with Dante Jackson in the corners and even J.C. Horn, who's coming off of that foot injury they had last season. He's even getting vet days here in Carolina during this mandatory minicamp portion so a ton there's not competition right now Matt Rule who we'll get into more what he had to say later on was talking about how jobs aren't really being won right now but we are trying to see especially the younger guys who can learn quickly 
And who's a professional going to take this seriously? Because there's no point in having someone here who can't learn the offense or defense, whatever it is, and over the next five weeks and won't be ready to go come training camp. So that's kind of what they're doing right now. But we still get to hear from the players and Matt Rule daily during this mandatory minicamp period, which allows me, who does not get the opportunity to spend time there because I have my day job at NASCAR, to actually sit there and watch what they're doing. I have to follow the tweets from Joe Person, Jonathan Alexander, guys we've had on the show, and they do a great job just catching me up and trying to figure out what's going on. Like Apparently, Matt Corral was dealing out there earlier today with the preface from Jonathan Alexander that this is men, this is minicamp and it's only June and they're in shorts, so we can't really make too much out of it. And even Matt Rule said the same, like until we put the pads on, like, okay, it's great and all, but that's when we're going to really know who is ready to compete and who really can be a key figure on this football team this upcoming season. And one of the key figures, whether you want him to be or not, is going to be Sam Darnold just because he is the incumbent starting quarterback. And if the Carolina Panthers were going to play a game today or tomorrow or next week, he will be the starting quarterback and likely he'll be the starting quarterback come week one unless he's injured or Matt Corral just flat out beats him out in Spartanburg during training camp, which I don't really see that being a realistic scenario right now. Come week eight, that could be, but we'll see how things are going to pan out. And Sam Darnold continuing to answer questions about the Panthers' search for a quarterback. We talked about yesterday, Jonathan Jones, the new lead NFL insider for CBS Sports, used to be here in Charlotte covering the Carolina Panthers for the Charlotte Observer, how he tweeted out on Tuesday morning that the Panthers are still interested in Baker Mayfield and that this was kind of seen as a deadline to try and get things done and get him in here for mandatory minicamp. Well, it's not going to happen. I mean, they could trade for Baker Mayfield tonight as I'm recording this at 4 o'clock on Wednesday, June 15th. They could trade for him in the morning, but he's not going to be here for mandatory minicamp and be able to meet his teammates and be a part of his offense. He can get the playbook afterwards if he gets traded here and he can try to go to those workouts, but he will not be here for the organized portion of the offseason at all for the Panthers. And he obviously hasn't been there for the Browns which kind of makes me wonder, like, why would you wait this long? And they should have done it earlier, opposed to waiting until the last possible minute. And it seems like it's not going to get done. Will Kunkel of Queen City News, formerly known as Fox 46, apparently now the uh, official partner for the Carolina Panthers, as that was supposed to be a big, that was hilarious. Last week, he tweets out, give me a great day for Panther fans. Turns out the great thing is at the local news station, which they do a great job. I've been on Charlotte Sports Live CSL a couple times. Love what Will does. Love what Christian Kirk does. Uh, Christian Audi, I think, is really out of Kirk, but what Christian does producing that show, and they, they have a lot of great people. But still, that was kind of funny last week. But he, he had tweeted out, yesterday how uh the Panthers weren't close to uh coming to an agreement with Baker Mayfield and for the Cleveland Browns and all that kind of stuff and I will continue to say as much as I love the TV people here locally especially like Nick Carboni and Will Kunkel TV guys don't typically break news but he might have some sort of insight there but but Sam Darnold's taking the same approach that he's taken throughout the offseason as there's been the uh Panthers being in Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, of course, losing out on that, being interested in Russell Wilson, being interested in plenty of the rookies and landing on Matt Corral as they traded up to the third round to go bring him in here. Sam Darnold's just kind of focusing on what he can control. And he came out and said again today on Wednesday that I haven't talked to them specifically about what they're doing at the quarterback position, saying that he's got a hold of his end of the bargain, which means cutting down on turnovers and leading the team into the end zone, something that he did a poor job of last year. And he at least is, Un- he understands. And we can go back to what he said during the Busting with the Boys podcast of uh, Tennessee Titans left tackle Taylor Lewan uh, two months ago and saying how he's proved that he's a good quarterback, which is just a complete flat out uh, falsity. Uh, as falsehood, it's not true at all. Like 
He's not, he's not lying, but it's not true. He hasn't proven that he's a good quarterback. Maybe he can be. We saw that last year in the first three weeks, even though there were still points where you kind of saw some of the things that got him in trouble back in New York. Sam Darnold at least has the confidence, and he's really just focusing on himself. And he said it would be doing himself a disservice and would be bad for him to do to be focused on what the organization is doing. So he hasn't had any conversations with the organization about guys that they're looking at, namely Baker Mayfield. But the one thing he, had, he has done – which is interesting is every time uh, a new quarterback comes in, especially a rookie who could be seen as a future, the quarterback thing gets asked, whoever the incumbent is, hey, are you going to help mentor him? Because we've heard in the past, like, well, this this offseason in Tennessee, Malik Willis gets drafted with the Tennessee Titans, and they asked Ryan Tannehill, like, hey, are you going to help mentor him? He said, no, that's not my job, which truly it's not. And I understand where he's coming from. I also look at it as, I mean, the job, you want the team to succeed. And if Malik Willis being the best he can be, is going to help the team succeed, like, shouldn't you help do that? But I also understand. And Cam Newton felt the complete opposite way, where when Will Greer came here, he's like, yeah, I'm going to help Will Greer because it's my job to make the team the best it can be. And Sam Darnold went on and said it's been great as far as his relationship with Matt Corral, that he remembers being a rookie and going from a college system to an NFL system. It's a huge jump in that he's been open to helping him out, which is great to hear that Sam Darnold's like, hey, I understand that this guy might be coming and take my job, but I'm trying to control what I can control, which could be his attitude, his play, and also whether he's willing to help a young rookie in Matt Corral, which he seems to be. And I can only benefit the Panthers moving forward. Like Obviously, Matt Corral can learn what not to do uh, in the league and also can learn you know, the visual cues and the verbal cues that he's certainly going to have to learn and be able to use as a leader in this organization. And it was, I thought Sam probably gave the best answer he's ever given as a Panthers quarterback. His press conferences are pretty dull. You get absolutely nothing out of him for the most part. Now the questions that he gets asked a lot of times, what are you really expecting him to say? But he did go into great detail of Teddy Bridgewater and his relationship that he had with Bridgewater when he first got drafted in New York. And coincidentally, Teddy was here before Sam came here to Carolina and they kind of overlapped there for that short period of time leading up to the draft last season before Teddy was traded to Denver. But he talks about Teddy just saying, just be yourself. Don't get too caught up in trying to be this vocal leader that you want to be in the future. Just learn the system. And Sam's here trying to learn a system. Matt's trying to learn the system. But Sam at least has experience in trying to learn an NFL offense where Matt Corral does not have that. And now having understood it, it's not he's not that far removed from being a rookie, that he can help Matt Corral in learning Ben McAdoo's offense as they learn it together. And that will only benefit the Panthers moving forward. And maybe he can even learn something from Matt Corral. So that's where Sam Donald's at. And I appreciate again, how he's treated this offseason. Like, he has been terrible, <laughs> objectively terrible, his, four, his first year, four years here in the NFL. But again, I'm rooting for the guy. Like, I would love a scenario where Sam Darnold proves to be the talent that the NFL perceived him to be when the New York Jets took him number three overall. And there was other uh, analysts out there like Daniel Jeremiah who thought he could have gone number one overall and still believe in him. Tony Romo is still one of those guys as well, as we heard in week 18 when they lost to the Buccaneers in one of the best games I think Sam Darnold really played last season. Like, I would love to see Sam Darnold have that redemption arc and ball out this year and prove to be the guy. It's just hard to believe that's going to be the case. So at the very least, I appreciate his attitude and his willingness to help a young player in Matt Corral, who could very likely be the future here in Carolina. Now, as far as futures go, we're still wondering what the future is going to be with Robbie Anderson. He had to tweet this past week and thinking about retiring. He did show up to mandatory minicamp. He showed up on Monday. You saw a photo on his Instagram of his new number three, and then he was out there on Tuesday for day one, kind of working off to the side, had a little bit of hip soreness, and that was ongoing again today. But he finally spoke to the media and offered a little bit of insight into 
What was going through that mind when you decided to fire off that tweet on Saturday? We'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Build the engagement ring of her dreams or celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry. No matter what you're looking for, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. Use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON+. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discrete packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So let's go back to Saturday afternoon. I'm trying to enjoy my weekend away in Atlanta leading up to the Coldplay concert at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That place is a dump. Like, honestly... Just bring, give me back the Georgia Dome. I was totally fine with the Georgia Dome. I don't understand the need for all these massive, posh stadiums. Like, you're holding football games and concerts, and especially in Atlanta, you're holding football games that can't even get half full. Like, you're going, you're playing in a half-empty stadium half the damn time. The Georgia Dome, or the, sorry, the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium is even full, is when Georgia and Alabama are playing the SEC title game, when the college football playoff is there, or whatever bowl game they have there, the Peach Bowl, or... When the Atlanta United soccer team is playing an MLS Cup. Other than that, the Falcons aren't even filling up that building. But I was there in Atlanta this past weekend, as I digress, trying to enjoy my weekend on the Beltline. If you guys ever been to Ladybird there in Atlanta, awesome place. Like that was, I loved it. Either way, moving on. Um, just sitting there, trying to just enjoy my, my Saturday. Then I see on Twitter, Robbie Anderson saying, not going to lie, think about retiring. And it just occurred to me again that there's never a slow a slow news day over on 800 South Mint Street here in Uptown Charlotte with the Carolina Panthers was whether it's David Tepper doing David Tepper things or Robbie Anderson other Panther players kind of doing what they do and Robbie certainly is one of the more interesting characters that we have on this roster and he's someone that I really wish we could get to know more like as I've said to y'all I'm kind of out on Robbie the player right now I just want to know what's going through his mind a lot of times because he doesn't really offer a ton to the media. Maybe he's just not comfortable in that setting. I don't know. Press conferences, you can really look at him and think that a lot of times they're useless. You don't really get a ton out of them. Sometimes you do. If you go back a couple weeks, especially in college football, Jimbo Fisher versus Nick Saban, like that was incredible. But a lot of times, like right now, what are we really gaining from these press conferences other than me finding something to actually talk about for 30 minutes on this podcast I had to give to you, which, hey, I'm glad to do. But still, a lot of times it might be pretty useless, especially if guys don't give you a ton of information. And Robbie Anderson is one of those guys. But I would love if someone could find a way to sit down with him and really get to know more about him. Because he did give some interesting things 
that he was not willing to really elaborate on. So when he was asked about the tweet, I think it was Vast I heard of Carolina Blitz who asked him about it to start the press conference. He he said that he was just thinking out loud, but wasn't really that serious. It's like, okay, it's fine. Think out loud. And it kind of goes with Matt Rule is saying how I don't really follow these guys and I've been a college coach and I largely ignore whatever the hell they put on Twitter because does it really matter? And I had mentioned as well, like we have no idea what's going through his mind. And Robbie was just like thinking out loud. Did you need to do it over social media? Probably not, just because it caused a stir, and especially when he didn't really want to answer. And when someone asked him about, it, like, hey, are you committed to being here? He's like, I'm here, ain't I? Like, that's all you need to know. And someone followed up again. It's like, I'm here. So clearly, I came here to play. Well, with the $11 million he had to give up, get back. And I think it was like another $6 million, he had, like $17 million thing total he would have given back to Carolina. You're not doing that if you're Robbie Anderson. If you're a smart man at all, you're not going to give back that signing bonus. So at least come here. And if you're not happy, you suffer and you're going to get your money fully guaranteed. Now, I hope that Robbie's fully interested in playing here this season and that everything in his personal life is going great. And, you know, he, he talked about it a little bit saying that, you know, when he tweeted that out, that there were some personal things that influenced those thoughts that recently he's been married and there's other things going on in his life as well, that he's here now. And that's all that really matters. And that he changed his number from 11 to three PJ Walker going back to number 11, which he wore back at temple and in the XFL when he was lightening up for the uh, Houston roughnecks, Robbie's now wearing number three. He said it represents new beginnings. And I think that the IE instead of the Y would also represent that Joe person trying to ask him, but he was already walking off the podium. And then don't think he really got an answer as far as that goes. Maybe we'll get the answer uh, down in Spartanburg in a couple weeks as far as why he decided to do that. But it represents new beginnings. And he mentioned being, being married and how things in his life have changed. And as I mentioned the other day, maybe he's just got different perspective now with what's gone on with him this offseason. And I think it might be just changed too. Like he didn't play well last year. And it seemed to be very frustrated. I don't know how much fun he really had playing football here in Carolina. And it goes up his own struggles, the team struggles. And I'm sure maybe there's other things also going on that we just don't know about. And that's always important to recognize, like, these are human beings. I know a lot of times we get caught up and don't really think about them as being people, but they are people. And it's a very human thing to sometimes express your emotions. Now we have to find a proper way to do that, but that's also all about growing up. And he still is a fairly young man. He's like, I'm 29. He's, I think he's like the same age as me. So still he's a young guy. He's trying to figure out life and is making a ton of money. He's under the microscope constantly. So it's important to keep that perspective. And I always try to challenge myself to do the same thing. And I would challenge y'all to do the same as well. Like I'm not going to ask you something that I'm not willing to do myself. So it was good to hear from him as far as that goes, just, you know, didn't get too much out of him when it came to all that. So I really hope that Robbie is good and I'm happy that he's here and he was off out of the, uh, he wasn't working out again today. Um, he was there yesterday, kind of went back and went inside to the uh, H and help dome to get some cool air then came back out with his Jersey on. And he said just physically he couldn't go. And it's not a great look when you're not here the last couple of weeks, he was early on and with phase one and part of phase two that he was here for OTAs, but he's now kind of behind when it comes to the playbook and Matt's, when asked Matt rule was asked about Robbie Anderson saying like, yeah, guys like Robbie have some catching up to do for sure. Um, and now he needs to do that by training camp and really during training camp, getting those on-field reps where we're going to really get an understanding of what this offense can look like. And Matt rule believes that if Robbie, which, which he expects has a great training camp that he thinks that he can have a ton of production in his new offense. And he said the same thing about Terrace Marshall. If we can have a one, two, three uh, kind of punch outs on the out punch on the outside, 
with DJ Moore, who's been a proven commodity, and Rowdy can get back to his 2020 form or at least get close to that, and then Terrace Marshall can break out, that's only going to help Sam Darnold. It's only going to help Matt Corral if he has to play. It's obviously going to help Christian McCaffrey, and if the offensive line's great and maybe the tight ends can emerge, like that's an offense that goes from being absolutely putrid to one that's not just serviceable, but that could be a threat. And that's the hope here in 2022, especially for someone like me who's like ready, willing to drink the Kool-Aid if they can give me some that tastes good, that actually has some sugar in it. Don't give me some watered-down Kool-Aid like he gave me last year because that's what they've done here in Carolina of recent. Like, put in some sugar, damn it. Give me that. Sorry for cursing, by the way. Um, but come on. Like, I, I want to see that happen here in Carolina where Robbie plays well and all these other players play well, of course. So that's that's one of the other things. And then one more thing that was interesting as Robbie was asked about um, the quarterback talk and whether they'll bring someone in. And we know that he went on Instagram and said nah to a post about the Panthers being interested in Baker Mayfield. And Robbie said I don't know, buddy. <laughs> so not really a bad experience he's ever had with Baker Mayfield. He said that he was just trying to be a good teammate and defending Sam Darnold because that's his quarterback. Hard to believe that's really the case, that he was trying to defend Sam Darnold. I think he just wasn't interested in Baker Mayfield because he's seen Baker Mayfield play and doesn't really think that Baker Mayfield's going to come here and really save anybody. Like, we haven't heard any ring endorsements about any of the quarterbacks that he's played with here in Carolina except for Cam Newton. Like when Cam got here, let's just go back to the Arizona game when the whole energy of this organization and team changed that Sunday afternoon in the desert. And Cam's at the podium with Robbie Anderson. Like it's just like a father's son. Like it's like, cause you see a lot of the guys, especially in the NBA, you see a lot of those guys like Steph Curry used to bring his daughter Riley Curry all the time to the press conferences. And even Draymond Green's bringing like his son and like cursing at the podium. You see that oftentimes in the NBA. Like that's kind of what the feel I got when Cam was there with Robbie Anderson after the Arizona game. And Robbie's just like looking so lovingly at Cam, like big bro, like thank you for coming here and saving me from Sam Darnold, the awful quarterback and all that. Because Robbie, a couple weeks earlier, was screaming at Darnold, telling him to tighten up. I have a hard time believing that that guy is now Sam Darnold's biggest defender. <laughs> come on so hey i get it openly to the media you have to say these kind of things internally i think we've seen enough from his external emotions that he doesn't believe in sam darnold but this is the card that's, that's been dealt to him and he also mentioned that sam darnold is not one of the reasons at least the case of the panthers and what's going on with the organization offense especially is not a part of what led him to say I don't know. I might, I'm, I'm thinking about retiring. So we'll see how things pan out. But Robbie Anderson back out there and probably won't be a participant again on the final day on Thursday, mandatory minicamp. And has a lot of catching up to do to be a lot better than he was last year when he was just, quite honestly, dreadful. Okay, so the Carolina Panthers, more news. Uh, apparently, they're interested in the NFL draft and they wanted to have it in a certain spot that uh, is no longer available. And there's a Slight update on Carlos Dunlap. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. All right, y'all. It's time again for me to tell you about Built Bar being the best tasting protein bar ever. You know how our friends at Built are always coming out with amazing new flavors. Well, this time, Built has truly outdone themselves with the new mud pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Built is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both mud pie bar and mud pie puff. Not sure what mud pie tastes like. Well, if you're a chocolate fan, you'd better sit down for this. The new mud pie bar is rich, whipped cream, and chocolate mousse smothered 
absolutely smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumble. You've got to try Mud Pie as soon as possible. And if you need to hurry because the Mud Pie Bar and the Mud Pie Puff are only available for a limited time, visit Built.com to taste the deliciousness for yourself. Not convinced? Luckily, we saved the best for last. It's actually good for you. No, really, it is. All Built products are low calories, high protein, low in sugar. Mud Pie is packed with 16 grams protein, only 150 calories, and 8 grams of sugar. It's like your mom baked the most deliciously creamy chocolate mud pie and wrapped it up just for you. And lucky for me, all I actually have these. Got I, I got home, checked my mail, and they're right there in my mailbox. I haven't had the puff yet, but I've had the bar and I devoured it right before having my lunch. And it is so freaking good. Y'all go to built.com right now and use promo code lock 15 to get 15% off your first order. Use promo code lock 15 for 15% off at built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, as we all know, David Tepper uh, and Rock Hill and York County all had that little feud back in March when David Tepper decided that, nope, we're going to stop construction because we haven't gotten the money that we were promised to build this sparkling training facility in HQ that would have retail, that would have places for people to live, would be this great entertainment complex there in Rock Hill and change the entirety of the York County area. Okay, cool. That was a vanity project that's been said now by York County that has, has failed because of what happened with the bonds and David Tepper and his uh, real estate company uh, filing bankruptcy a couple weeks ago. So that project is now officially dead, even though David Tepper owns the land and there were half-built structures and a lot of people are looking to get their money. I bring that up because Joe Person uh, of The Athletic on Tuesday night tweeted this out that NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy confirms that the Panthers were one of more than 20 teams who expressed interest in hosting a future draft 2025 and 2026 will be the next to be awarded likely at some point next year. The Panthers initial plan though, was to host a draft in Rock Hill. Okay. With concerts and other events in Charlotte. So we know the former isn't happening. I saw this and I was just kind of just, trying to understand why the hell they would try to sell Rock Hill. And no offense. I know I have people who listen to the show that live in York County and that live in Rock Hill. Nice area, absolutely. But that's not where the NFL draft needs to be held. I understand, and there's an example, Dallas held the draft there. I, whenever it was, was it last year? I know it was in Las Vegas this past year, which was spectacular, and probably where drafts should be. Either like New York, Las Vegas, probably going to end up in LA eventually whenever they stop moving this thing around, especially now that the NFL has the NFL studios there and there's a new SoFi team and all that kind of stuff in that same complex. I don't know. Either way, I get that the Cowboys did it in Arlington. I've been to Arlington. There's a lot more going on down there than the Rock Hill. I mean, Dallas is also super spread out, the whole Metroplex there in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And there's a lot going on outside of Jerry's world, which is the star complex, which that's what David Tepper is really trying to emulate 
here in Carolina. Well, in Rock Hill. And as we know, that's not going to work out. So the fact that it's not going to work out, don't think that that plan is going to work out either. But the idea that they wanted to do that kind of puzzles me. Typically, these are things that you want to work with the city, especially the tourism um, and city council. Like, was Rock Hill really capable of having that? Now the concerts, like you want to have them in Charlotte. It's like, let's have the draft over here, 20 miles up the road. And then, and 77 is a nightmare. Yeah, let's have people not from here with no mass transit because we can't get our act together here in the, in the Charlotte area. No light rail, not, no easy way to, tra- to transport other than car from 77 to uptown Charlotte. Like, at least it's only one highway, but it also is pretty asinine to say, like, let's have a ton of people go out here, hundreds of thousands of people go to Rock Hill for the draft and then let them all come trying to get there by car because, again, no light rail to uptown Charlotte. And then we're going to have concerts. Didn't make a lot of sense. Like, if they want to have the draft here in Charlotte, like, I'm all for it. Like, do I necessarily, like, want to attend it? No. Um, but I think it'd be great for the city. Anything great for Charlotte, I'm all for. Like, have the draft at Romare Bearden Park. Have it set up there. Block off the streets. Like, have concerts at the Knight Stadium. Have something at the Panther Stadium. Especially now you have the field turf, you can do it. Do that. You have that area that makes way more sense than going in Rock Hill. And it's just one of those things where it's just like, what is this dude thinking half the damn time? Come on, man. Like, Rock Hill? Great place. The draft? Doesn't make a lot of sense. So, we'll see if it works out. Uh, Joe Person says, so the former isn't happening. So, he doesn't think the dra- that the draft will happen since their plan apparently was to have it in Rock Hill, which is a- an unfortunate loss for everyone here in Charlotte who would love to have the NFL draft. For me, again, it, it is what it is. Like, it doesn't matter to me either way, but it'd be great if they had it just for the city's sake, especially if uh, it brings in that tourism dollars and you don't have to – I don't know how much money you have to spend. If you have to spend millions of dollars to even just bring it here, then I'm totally good because we found out that those things really don't give you the kind of economic impact that a lot of folks would lead you to believe. So there's that as far as the draft and what their plan, which is a terrible plan, was. Uh, one quick update on Carlos Dunlap. Saw this on Tuesday night from Josina Anderson, who had tweeted out that he was in for a physical and for a visit, which was going to occur on Tuesday. So he came in on Monday for the physical, and then he was here on Tuesday for a visit with the Panthers coaching staff. Uh, She tweeted out on Tuesday night saying, my understanding is Carlos Dunlap's visit with the Panthers ended mid-afternoon. Dunlap is back in Florida. The visit went well, and Dunlap is in shape. Talks continue on. We'll see how it goes. Asked about this on Wednesday. Matt Rule said that it was just the first step um, in their evaluation of Carlos Dunlap. So first step was bringing him in, of course, seeing how healthy he was with the physical, and then him talking about, them talking to him about what his role could be and and he could talk about what he wants as a role as he had eight and a half sacks last year in Seattle and out and would offer at 33 years old a veteran presence there opposite of Brian Burns as they lost to Son Reddick and his 11 sacks in 23 and a half the last two seasons to the Philadelphia Eagles his hometown team as he's from Camden New Jersey and of course played up at Temple I hope it works out if that's what the Panthers want to do um, Matt Rule again said that they're going to continue to evaluate defensive linemen and I don't think there's any position that they're going to sit here and say that they're uh, not going to evaluate at this point in time because we look at them. I think they could all use potentially some help depending on how uh, things work out. So I I hope for just a veteran um, option that they can bring him in. And there's still um, some optimism from Phil Snow, who we talked to the media did last week. And I talked about this last week as well in Marquise Haynes and in Etor Gosmanis' ability to rush the pasture this year in a an expanded role, and even Frankie Lubin, who talked to the media yesterday, and that they can offer what was missing from his, what they're going to now miss with Hassan Reddick being up in Philadelphia. So there's a quick update there on Carlos Dunlap. All right, it's going to wrap up 
This edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Next, or tomorrow, uh, final day of well, mandatory minicamp. Day three, it's over. We're likely not going to see the veterans out there. So we'll hear from Matt Rule and maybe some other guys tomorrow before they head off to a five-week hiatus before going down to training camp in Spartanburg, South Carolina, on the campus of Watford College. So I'll give you another breakdown of that. Going to hopefully find someone uh, who's been down there the last couple days to give us a a reaction probably would do that on Monday, maybe tomorrow night. I'll see. But again, we'll have on Friday, the weekly Friday mailbag as we're here five times this week. We'll get back to our regular scheduled uh, off-season mode next week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, which again is important that you subscribe to the show if you watch here over on YouTube and you subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and Stitcher. So make sure to do that so you don't miss a single episode of Locked on Panthers. And follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, every single Friday. And like in a couple days, I'll answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions to participate either at me at Julian Council, but really just go ahead and slide in those DMs at Julian Council over there on Twitter and answer your weekly Friday mailbag question here in a couple of days. In the meantime, stay safe, be cool. It's a scorcher, hot one out there. And as always, keep pounding and I will talk to you all on Thursday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.